0: Yesterday we were all North Korea all the time. By the way, I just heard a news thing, Trump's tweet of the threat from North Korea is over. Right. Or whatever he said. Really over the top, out of bounds, ridiculous. It is. It's 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 indefensible by Trump's standards. And like you said yesterday, huh. I've been I've been arguing the other side of the narrative for The past four days, I think this was a a huge success by any measure. No, he did not give away the store. Blah, 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 blah. But for him to tweet, the threat from North Korea is over, is
1: just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's it's a major, I would say it's a success so far in that it is a successful first step on a very long and complicated journey. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's Trump for you. I mean, uh, he says crazy stuff. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I get it
0: when you're trying to build a golf course. I moved the elliptical machine into my living room and then I tweeted, My health concerns are over. <laughs> Good one. Good one. Though I've never set foot on it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, Trump says all sorts of crap.
0: But because of all the North Korea talk, I didn't get to this yesterday and it's kind of interesting. A neuroscience in the New York Times saying, Well, let's slow down a little bit with the whole uh, marijuana thing. Pro legalization, but not pro. It's all great all the time for everybody. Right. Because
1: it's not. That's one of the great principles of libertarianism. We don't want the dividing line between I should and I shouldn't to be, is it legal or illegal? It's all about exercising individual judgment. I'm pro-legalization. I don't smoke pot, for instance, because I don't think it's any good for me. But you do what you want. And
0: this neuroscientist who was a pothead uh, all through youth is particularly worried about young people getting the messages. It's just... right right you know life's one big party which is what you think when you're
1: young uh so we need to get to the Rand paul thing what was at the root of that savage attack that broke several ribs right broken ribs are a terrible injury oh he was in bad shape oh p- terribly painful it's hard to breathe you're at risk of pneumonia hence death remember i broke a rib taking out the trash can i do remember that fell down but that's well. i had were... a fall yeah but you were doing chemo then so that's a uh... That's no excuse. All right. (laughs) There you go. I broke six ribs. That's right, Arnold. You idiot. So uh, before we get to Rand Paul, though, it's time for a late night joke off, huh? What's our topic today?
2: Uh, Today we have three of the late night comedians talking about, of course, the North Korean summit.
1: Ah, yes. I will grade each joke, and the bottom grade getter will be banned for life from comedy (laughs) because there are too many alleged funny men in America, and we need to start thinning the herd. All right, let's (laughs) hear them.
0: Yesterday, uh, Kim Jong-un and President Trump had lunch and they were served Haagen-Dazs ice cream. Yeah. Yeah, it was a uh, special occasion for the North Koreans because they've never heard of Haagen-Dazs or lunch. After a brief
3: one-on-one meeting, the two leaders got down to the most important item on the agenda, lunch, (laughs) including Korean stuffed Cucumber. <laughs> well, there's your headline. Trump ate a vegetable.
0: <laughs> an unprecedented 24 hours for the United States and North Korea as our president, Donald Trump, met with his favorite little rocket man, Kim Jong un. <laughs> uh, a lot of pundits think it was a mistake to meet with an unstable dictator, but Kim Jong un said, You know what? I'm gonna do it anyway.
1: All right. All right. Wow. <laughs> Conan's joke was barely a B. Really? Colbert was a C minus, and Kimmel was a C minus. I can't believe that vegetable joke got a laugh out of you. You're an easy mark.
0: <laughs> I thought that was funny. Also, I thought Conan's joke Are you was funny. In the ether over there, they or never what? heard of Hogansaws or lunch.
1: Yeah, but I keep him a B. <laughs> So, uh, Kimmel and uh, Colbert are both banned from B, which, by the way,
0: is, as you know, I've been shooting for a B my whole life. That's always been my life strategy. <laughs> you know Aim for a B. It's more than good enough, kids. Um, Also on the way, they did a study that hooked, like, electrodes up to uh, women's shoulders and hips and knees and feet and everything like that. And they figured out what's the sexy walk. What's oh. the sexy walk? Oh, boy. Why are some I know when women, I see it. Why are some women more attractive to men despite their perhaps less than attractive appearance, it's because of the walk. Mm. What is the sexy walk? Science wow. now knows. We'll reveal that to you. Dudes have known for a million years. Well, even but now you, we can explain it. Even if you don't know, you know. Sure. You know, sometimes you're attracted to somebody you might not realize it's because of the way they walk.
1: Well, what if you know you don't know? Then do you know? Huh? Mm. huh? Mm. Think about it. So I remember at the time of the attack on Rand Paul... I uh, thought one of was, our heroes around here.
0: I thought he was sweating on the the dude's wife, right? And the guy came and attacked him in the morning. That, that didn't even cross my mind that it was a lawn dispute.
1: Well, there was also a theory that it was ideological that uh, oh, uh, yeah. Rand had uh, become more friendly toward Trump, and his neighbor uh, was an anti-Trumpist, et cetera, et cetera. So, is it right? He blindsided him. He, yeah, he he ran and, and and essentially, you know, tackled him, smashed into his rib cage, broke his ribs. Um, this is the neighbor and I and positive internal
0: damage to his various organs and
1: stuff. Oh, yeah. It was serious injuries. It was car wreck injuries, um, uh, which just goes to show you when you watch the NFL, what it does to these guys. But anyway, um, I, at the time there was a rumor, it was over some lawn care related issue. And Jack, in case you're new to the show, Jack is a man who lives on, what would you describe it? A ranch? I don't. Is that know. what you have? It's a big old plot of land. You got animals on it. And your family I'm a man of Zoo suburbs. I call it a zoo I No, am, it's not a zoo <laughs> I am the man of the well-kempt lawns And the, the fences of the suburbs I am a man of golf courses and driveways Anyway uh, uh, And I said, no, nope, no nope. Sounds like a lawn dispute to me Sounds like some sort of You're not cleaning it up Or your lawn's too high crap. Because cause I know how these people behave I have lived among these I, you know I, I am not those people Not really I'm more like Jane Goodall. I'm not one of the chimps. Um, although, there are times I find myself exhibiting somewhat chimpy behavior. Mm-hmm. So I think it's probably leached into my soul a little bit. But I, my dream is to live in the woods and never talk to any of you all ever again. Uh, just watch the squirrels cavort. But uh, the neighbor who tackled Rand Paul, quote, lost his temper over yard debris on the property line, according to a court filing in the federal case. That makes him a lunatic. Dr. Rene Boucher is asking a judge to grant probation in the case. Prosecutors are looking for 21 months in prison. Well, he's a lunatic. Yes.
0: Yes. Until you can prove to me that he's more stable, i do not know. I'm sure he should ever be
1: out. Right. That, that's a, that is a crazy way to behave over that problem. If you cannot control yourself enough that you say to yourself... As angry as you are, as righteously indignant as you are over these piles of debris, and I'll describe them in a moment or two. If you can't say to yourself, all right, we're both in our, what, 60s? He's a United States senator, so there are probably laws involved. Uh, Listen, I'll scream you -er at him. I may even say, I ought to whoop your ass, but I certainly can't assault the guy. If you can't get that to go through your head because of your anger over lawn care issues, you're dangerous. I'm not sure if you get your blood pressure very high up over lawn care issues, you're healthy at all. Well, see, again, that's a rancher talking. You don't know how it is in the mean streets of the suburbs. It's It's Sunday morning, you a-hole! Turn that thing off! It's 7 (laughs) a.m. A sentencing memorandum filed Friday by Boucher's attorney said Paul repeatedly placed, quote, unsightly yard debris near the property line. On the day before the November 3rd attack, Boucher left some debris or burned some debris left by Paul, according to the document. The next day, Paul placed more debris on the spot where the pile had been burned. Boucher, age 60, has pleaded guilty to assaulting a member of Congress and is scheduled to be sentenced on Friday. Uh, other than the isolated incident that is in issue, Dr. Boucher has been a pillar of his community. A solid citizen, a family man, and a devout Christian, wrote his attorney in the memorandum. And a crazy person. Paul piled a 10-foot-wide stack of limbs on a spot near Boucher's property. The pile sat until October when Boucher picked it up and hauled it away in portable dumpsters. Although the debris was not on Dr. Boucher's property, he viewed it as unsightly, as it was placed directly in his line of sight from his patio in the back door of his house, the court records said. Piles of debris in the sight of his patio. Shocking stuff. Uh, the next day, Paul used his lawnmower to blow leaves under Boucher's yard. Oh, so uh, so you got the debris. It's there for quite a long time. The good doctor says, all right, hell with it, I'll burn it. Then the next, oh, and he suffered second-degree burns. (laughs) So, okay, that's at the root of it. He burns himself burning Rand Paul's stuff. Exactly. He got sick of looking at it and he said, all right, I'll burn it myself. He burns himself while burning the debris, so he's a little peeved. The next day. The curly headed libertarian uses his lawnmower to blow leaves onto Boucher's yard and then made another pile of branches in the same spot. So wait a minute here. You think he was sticking it to him? The hero of the constitutionalist was sticking it to him. You think? He was clearly dicking with him.
0: You'd have to know. You'd see the burn spot. Yeah. And you'd have to notice your
1: stuff is gone. Right, right. Hey, Jim, what happened to my pile of stuff? Right. So evidently, Rand Paul was engaged in some passive-aggressive effort to screw with the good doctor.
0: I still think there's got to be an underlying issue, but you say no.
1: Well, yeah, there's an underlying issue. These two guys hate each other. It's been building for years. The over, leaving of debris, Over cetera. the lawn? Yes. Mm. Yes. You, you know what, Jack? You remind me of when I was on that uh, jury and the blind lady. It was a, it was a assault and battery over a car. And this blind lady had never driven in her life, is saying, "Why would anybody get so mad about a car? Mm. People get mad about this stuff. I got this nice house. I got a quarter acre. And you got debris right on the property line." Your fence is saggy.
0: So as soon as you turn your back, I'm going to tackle you and drive my shoulder into your rib cage. I'm going to
1: see how many ribs I can break. I'm going for ten. How many ribs do people have? So I will describe the sexy walk as
0: now known by science, and Joe will do it for us. Oh, or we'll <laughs> post that to the website. Oh, oh boy. And Joe will do the sexy walk. Oh, boy. It might be handy to know if you're a woman and that just, just walking like this makes you sexy, even if you're not... Uh, as attractive as someone else, you might be more attractive than them to men because of your walk. And, neurosciences, let's slow down on the whole pot is just absolutely fantastic with no downside, okay? Wow, we're going science-y today. Yeah, I like yeah we it. are. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. You know, I guess I'll go home and mow the lawn. Does that make me crazy?
1: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation.
3: Sing a little bit more clear Said boys might beat the country Next to what they've been here Can you sing a little more about Hey there, how
0: you the doing? Uh, I'm going to make you uh, eat there your vegetables you know, Before I, I give you the dessert So mm-hmm. the vegetables are the neuroscience of smoking pot The dessert is, what's the sexy walk? <laughs> and uh, it's deep in our brains You can't control it uh, Well, as a guy, you can't control What you find attractive and don't Sure it just is the way you're born. But uh, as a woman, you could adjust your walk if you want to be more attractive. Or maybe you're too attractive and it makes your life a living hell and you want to be less attractive. Right. You could stop doing the sexy walk. Right. Start plodding along. Plod, plod, plod.
1: That's not sexy. What um, you're just doing.
0: Legalizing marijuana is fine, but don't ignore the science on its dangers. From Judith Grissell in the New York Times. What's interesting about this woman is she was a pothead for much of her youth. Hmm like to the point of uh not being able to do jobs and not going to school and all that sort of stuff. And uh is a marijuana enthusiast and uh is still pro legalization but as a neuroscientist says we need to, says we need to talk more about the realities of what smoking pot is and not act like. And I've 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 felt like this since the the whole
1: switch in the culture. It's just been all this is fantastic. Sure it cures all diseases. It's it's fine it's, it's a way to relax there's nothing wrong with when it, we
0: uh, don't we all know at least one person maybe many whose lives were set back by their marijuana use I know, I know a few yeah um I'm a neuroscientist and I can see that the story is being oversimplified the debate around legalization which often focuses on the history of Racist drug laws and their selective enforcement is astoundingly naive about how the widespread use of pot will affect communities and individuals, particularly teenagers, which is something you've talked about in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, in our rush to throw open the gate, we might want to pause to consider how well the political movement matches up with the science, which is producing inconveniently alarming studies about what pot does to adolescent brains. Just to uh, summarize it, it is. Um, so the pot makes everything interesting, right? That's one of the things people like about pot. It makes mundane things interesting. And interesting things more interesting. And interesting things more interesting. And as an adult, that can have an effect that uh, nothing is interesting unless you're high. And if you quit smoking that can go away completely or at least a lot. But Mm -hmm. you could still end up with things aren't quite as interesting as they would have been if you hadn't smoked pot all the
1: time. Right, this music would be better, this movie would be better, the golf course would be prettier, just a hundred different things if I was high.
0: But for adults, if they quit for a long time, a lot of it will come back. For youth, though, it might not come back all the way, there's a good chance, it might not come back at all, Wow, the ability to enjoy life, just because of the way your brain develops. And that's what this neuroscientist is saying. Uh, chronic exposure uh, impairs our ability to imbue value or importance to experiences that truly warrant it.
1: Well, see, your consciousness is altered so much; regular consciousness seems weird. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uh, that- I didn't need. I didn't know he drank till I saw him sober once. <laughs> as the old saying goes. <laughs> The decade or so between
0: puberty and brain maturation is a critical period of enhanced sensitivity to internal and external stimuli. I know. Noticing and appreciating new ideas and experiences helps teens develop a sense of personal identity that will influence vocational, romantic, and other decisions and guide life's trajectory. Though a boring life is undoubtedly more tolerable when high, with repeated use of marijuana, natural stimuli like those associated with goals or relationships are unlikely to be as compelling as they would have been. As a scientist, I'm unimpressed with many of the widely used arguments for legalization of marijuana. It's natural. So is arsenic. It's beneficial. The best documented medicinal effects of marijuana are achieved without the chemical compound that gets users high. It's not addictive. This is false, says this neuroscientist. I know this is a debate. Because the brain adopts to marijuana as it does to all abused drugs, and these neural adjustments lead to tolerance, dependence, and craving, which is what addiction is.
1: Well, yeah, there's absolutely tolerance, dependence, and craving. Um, th- that's unquestionable, and I think if, if something's habit-forming and it's not good for you, the argument over whether it's quote-unquote addictive or not is ent- entirely an academic argument. It's a distinction without a difference in terms of your happiness.
0: I'm not against legalization. I simply object to the astounding lack of skepticism about pot in our current debate. Whether or not to legalize wheat is the wrong question. In my opinion, it's about how the growing use will affect individuals and communities. Though the evidence is far from complete, wishful thinking and widespread enthusiasm are no substitutes for careful consideration. Instead of rushing to enact new laws that are as nonsensical as the ones they replace, let's sort out the costs and benefits using current science. I like um, the cut of
1: this gal's gym. Yeah, I don't know how sexy her walk is, but her her words make sense to me. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, obviously, the idea of your, uh, you know, your your kid never having the ability to appreciate relationships or job accomplishments or anything like that, like a normal human being, is is horrifying to think of.
1: Yes, it is. Permanently mm-hmm. altering their noggin yeah. so that they can't app- appreciate the beauty of something. The the challenge of something the, the the joy of overcoming that challenge that's all deadened or yeah. or just made weird yeah we that's troubling yeah. Yeah. yeah we're not gonna have time for the sexy walk. We'll have to do it the next break. you know it occurs to me we do have quite a few young women who work in the building. On the other hand, having okay, them you, come in you and go, participate. You go ask
0: the- <laughs> some 23 year old over there to come in here and do
1: a sexy walk for you,
0: and then I'll just watch everything unfold around you. Do you need to go out and buy a bathrobe first, or do you already have one in your office? <laughs>
1: Great joke, Sean. Uh, can can somebody get me a cardboard box? I'm gonna knees it need it for my personal effects. Oh God. Yeah. I need uh, you to come
0: over here and do the sexy walk for
1: me. Listen, don't tell me no, I'm your superior. <laughs> I need you to walk away from me.
3: All right, now swing your hips more. Oh man. Oh, uh, what's coming up? In your news, Marshall. Well, President Trump revealing his name-calling summit tactics. Seattle decides to sever the head tax and big cuts at Tesla. Marshall, Sorry, coming up. Marshall, there are times when the headline is so
1: clever it's just distracting. <laughs> you got to reread the tweet from Trump about
0: all of our problems are yes. solved or yes. whatever that was. Just, just Trump yeah, being Trump. It is
1: a little over the
0: top. Is was too yeah. Trumpy for even Trump? And we'll have Joe do the sexy walk for totally. all of our enjoyment. Oh my, I doubt it. Wish you were in the short suits doing the sexy, sexy walk. <laughs> yeah, really. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> so I didn't follow this yesterday. I guess this became a cable news thing in the afternoon. The Was ra-
1: it the raccoon?
0: The raccoon that was on the side oh, of the building? the
1: raccoon. It was! Oh, my gosh. I was so worried. It actually went up
0: 20 stories on the outside of a building. Oh. That's really high up in the air. Of course, anything beyond, like, 20 feet is doesn't make any difference. Right. You've reached critical speed already. It's just a question
1: of how long you get to think about <laughs> yeah, what's going yeah, to happen. Yeah. 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 So, but did it live? Is that how it ended? Yeah, I don't know how to... it, it climbed to the top. It was like climbing on one skyscraper, and then uh, they they dragged it down or something, and then it immediately zipped up the one next door. This guy's a legend. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's one climbing raccoon. Those things will rip your face off. By the way, yeah. soft heads on the internet. Number one, they climb for a living. They're really good at it. Number two, they will tear your throat out and whip you with your own larynx yeah, if they, they get the chance. they got the ring tail and the little bandit mask.
2: They're so yeah.
0: cute. Our, right. our biggest oh. dog uh, bested
1: a raccoon, but it was quite the battle. Ooh, I, my family dog uh, was in a battle royale with one when I was a kid. Man, it was a bloody mess. Ooh. They're savage. Yeah.
0: Um, so you got that. Joe's going to do the sexy walk here in a few minutes as science (laughs) has nailed down what the sexy walk is. Oh boy. Stay tuned right now, the news with Marshall Village. Well,
3: President Trump's back in the U.S., sending out victory tweets after the Singapore summit with North Korea's Kim Jong Un. First tweet said, just landed a long trip, but everybody can now feel much safer than the day I took office. There is no longer a nuclear threat from north korea there is no longer a nuclear
0: threat from north korea there is not a single person who would honestly say that
1: yeah even trump's own people when asked about it have said well the president hopes to move toward a scenario where blah 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 it's it's indefensible it's not even worth discussing it's just just silly
3: yeah trump's Uh, second tweet before taking office people were assuring that we were going to war with north korea President Obama said that North Korea was our biggest and most dangerous problem. No longer. Sleep well tonight. <laughs> I would have anyway, but, you know, listen,
1: listen. It's so easy to criticize Trump, and about half the criticism is completely off base, but you don't need to respond to Morning Joe. Don't pause
3: and throw a rock at every dog that barks. But well, that's his thing. While he was at the summit, Trump sat down with Fox News' Sean Hannity asking about tough talk tactics. A lot of people, critics, quickly saying, when you said Little Rocket Man or Fire and Fury or, you know, uh, when he said, oh, I've got a red button on my desk, he said, well, mine's bigger and it works better than yours. How did, we, how did it evolve from that to this, because he did say at the very beginning, we're going to st- basically start over. And what that has been building behind the scenes. Well, I think without the rhetoric, we wouldn't have been here. I really believe that, you know, we did sanctions and all of the things that you would do. But I think without the rhetoric, you know, other administrations, I don't want to get specific on that, but they had a, a policy of silence. If they said something very bad, and very threatening, and horrible, just don't answer. That's not the answer. That's not what you have to do. So I think the rhetoric—I hated to do it. Sometimes I felt foolish doing it. But we had no choice.
1: No, in or, that context, that makes perfectly good sense. That's a really interesting uh, couple of sentences there. Yeah. Huh? That's thought provoking. So for some of you anyway, so half the time when he's shooting off his mouth, he's fully aware he's shooting off his mouth. Right. Well some of the time. Is it half? Is it ten percent? Is it a hundred percent? I don't know.
3: Huh. Seattle is gonna be getting rid of a controversial tax that targeted the city's biggest employers, including You know, I think they're probably
1: getting rid of it because it was stupid and ill-conceived and doomed and incomprehensible that it ever would pass. And now, d- days after it passes, they wake up from their unicornian dreams <laughs> yes. and, and, and repeal it seven to two.
2: Yep. And not hearing a lot of compassion.
3: Yeah. <laughs> City Council voting to repeal a so-called head tax yesterday. Councilwoman Lisa Herbal was one of the members who flipped. I and other people have reached the conclusion that this is not a winnable battle at this time with this particular measure. Protesters swarmed the meeting with Councilwoman uh, Shama Suart, wanting or rather opposing the repeal, saying the council was bending to big business. And this
1: is a cowardly betrayal of the needs of working people. So you you're are a s- communist or
3: a soft head? You're or a, a soft-headed communist.
1: <laughs> <Wow>. Please. <laughs> wow. oh. If we could only eliminate profit, then we would have charity. You can yeah, just charge right. Amazon as much
0: as you want, and they'll just stay in Seattle because they're too stupid to think, well, we'll go to a different city and save money.
1: No one ever alters their behavior because of government policy. Oh, this is a betrayal. Oh, oh. Saddle up your unicorn and ride off to
3: Utopia, baby. We got a real world to run here. Suant so, referring to Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos as an enemy of Seattle. Time wow! Like wow! Yeah. They are—they are actually communists. Some of them,
1: and those who aren't are just—they're—they're they're not adults. They react to everything emotionally. Every policy is based on what them, makes them feel good. You could, there's no—I there's no concept of a tough. Reality in an unfortunate uh, but necessary decision.
0: Amazon is an enemy of Seattle. You could probably easily make the argument, especially over time, that it's the best thing that's ever happened to Seattle.
3: The tax had been enacted less than a month ago. It required companies with an annual revenue of more than $20 million to pay $275 per employee per year toward efforts to combat. Homelessness.
1: Well, if Amazon is the enemy of Seattle, my God, Boeing, they ought to be targeted immediately with, you know, probably a mortar attack or something like that. And you know, never mind your Googles. And, sure, and, such, and Ford and
0: GM are the enemies of uh, Detroit. Oh my
2: God, I'll, kick them out! All quickly. I'm saying is empathy is the highest form of knowledge.
1: Back to you guys. Jeez, <laughs> oh, Warriors is the highest form of bullcrap I've ever heard.
3: <laughs> Warriors celebrating their third championship in four years in the streets of Oakland yesterday. Golden State holding their victory parade after they swept the Cavs in the NBA Finals. Now, during the parade, the general manager, the Warriors' general manager, Bob Myers offered Kevin Durant any deal he wants to return next season. Kevin, for you, a thought to the fans. You fit in perfectly. We want you back at any contract you would like for any amount in any years. I want
2: your contract. I want to be the GM. Why was was that even a discussion? Why were we even talking about that? Uh, Yeah,
1: for sure, we want to do this thing again. All the love and support. Wow, that puts a guy in a weird position. (laughs) You know, I'm going to have my agent call you. We'll (laughs) see if we're in front of a million screaming fans. I don't know. I don't know. I've always wanted to play in L.A. What's he going (laughs) to (laughs) say?
3: That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The conscience of the nation. Squeeze the bird. Oh, Squawky.
1: You remind us of everything we hold dear are humans getting dumber a
0: study finds IQ scores have dro- been dropping for decades and the media might be to blame
1: well what? <laughs> what you can't give me that story quickly
0: enough not until we see the sexy walk oh yeah <laughs> oh stay tuned
1: for sexy
0: the sci- science has figured out what is the sexiest walk and it it can be every bit as important as your looks oh. that's the new news on
1: that. You know, any uh, raving heterosexual male like myself understands that. There are women who are just sexy, even if they're not uh, ever going to grace the cover of a magazine. The interesting is one when you see somebody that's like blindingly
0: beautiful, but you think, you know, I just have, I'm not attracted to that person. No, she's
1: pretty, I get it. But that's just My,
0: nothing. Right. That's interesting, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience
1: of the, of the nation. Of the nation.
0: Attractive and what's not. Interesting, uh, interesting area of science. Um, I, I don't know why this particular study is only for women, because obviously it applies to men, too. And there's more than just uh, your looks, obviously, at play. Although that seems
1: to be the biggest chunk of it. It's a big chunk. It's not all of it. And and we all know that intuitively. And it's different for men and women. And I find myself wondering, uh, do lesbian gals react to walks in the same way that fellers might? Before I get into the details of what's
0: the sexy walk and, and how they did the study. Um, I know how they did it. Oh, yeah. The, well, the, this is how they did it. They put reflective markers on a whole bunch of women on oh, their, yeah, You don't need to use that voice. <laughs> They're all wearing leggings and t- leggings and T-shirts, and then oh, they put these yeah. reflective markers on their ankles, their knees, their hips, their shoulders, their elbows, their wrists, in the middle of their forehead. Oh, show me your forehead, baby. On their clavicles and on their navel. <laughs> and then when you watched a computer a uh, uh, a video of their walk, you were just seeing the points of light. You were not. You wouldn't know if you know how a thousand points of sexy. Ha- how heavy, thin, how symmetrical their face was. Sure. You wouldn't know any of that stuff. Yeah, how interesting! And then they have a, they had a bunch of people uh, watch the video of the women walking, you know, actual video of them walking, and then watch just and then a different group watch just the the points of light walking, right? Right. And then um, compare who thought what was attractive and and so the normal what's hey, attractive. just real quickly,
1: Hanson. Let's find this stuff and post it at ArmstrongandGetty so people can uh, not work today and look at that instead. So the most common like what's attractive
0: measure that they they believe, according to science and anybody you'd ask in your life, right, um, is um, uh, body mass index, how fat you are? I mean, that's just yeah, you know, for men and women, sure. Um, and uh, small waist compared with hips, that ratio matters. A combination of small waist, rounded hips and bottom and a slim figure have long been reported to be important to women's attractiveness. Hmm, really
1: interesting, really. That's
0: intriguing news to all. A well-rounded
1: gluteus. Hmm.
0: But the way you walk is important, too. So they they factored in that. So they knew the person's, you know, uh, hip to waist ratio and BMI. And then so so people said, I think these people are attractive. And then why did this person who has a little, you know, on the lower end of B, on the higher end of BMI, The not-as-attractive end of the hip-to-waist ratio, why are they placing so high in the attractiveness? And they think they credit it to the walk. Mm -hmm. So the walk can uh, add a lot to your already attractiveness or make up for other areas. Sure. And it has a lot more um, weight in the decision than than anybody thought before. So the best Mm -hmm. thing you could do is just improve your walk, I guess. If that's even possible. I like to plod along with my head down as if I'm carrying a 50-pound sack of flour on my back. (sighs) 50-pound sack of anger.
1: Like that. Um, is it even possible to improve it, or is it just the know. way your hips and knees are put together?
0: That's the other thing I was wondering. Do your you, spine. Do you learn to walk this way from your mom, or the way you get attention, or... Does it have to do with
1: the, your, the way that your femur bone is yeah. in relation to your yeah, tibias? exactly. And exactly. Well, right, yeah, come on. And by the way, if I don't hear Aerosmith at the end of this segment, Michael, we're going to have know. to fight in the hall. All right. Uh, yes, or, or you know, entire spray, uh, straights, the walk of life would be pretty good, too.
0: Anyway. um, So what they found was, and this is not surprising, a woman is more attractive if she wiggles her hips slightly and takes small steps. That's what they determined from their computer <laughs> oh analysis. Boy. The, oh, boy. The slight wiggle of the hip and the little steps. Oh, kind of, boy. I'm, I'm getting, Shit.
1: I'm, God I'm, dang it, stop doing I'm that. I'm getting turned on That's just disturbing. me walking like that. Oh! Oh God! It's bad enough you're a guy. It's and then we've, we've worked together all these Not years, and all of a sudden, uh, I, good. You're, you're, you're giving me the, the sexy walk. But
0: so I'm I've always it's freaking think, me out. I'm interested in the science of stuff that we don't quite understand. Because sure. I've always felt for myself that I have performed way above my weight. in terms of in terms of dating. Yes, I just I was always able to perform above what I should be able to do. And I've always wondered, is it is it a scent I put out that I don't know about? (laughs) Maybe it's a walk I've got. I don't know. I I guess personality has to play a role in these things also. Sure. But, you know, and, and then then, you know, other people that are quite attractive and don't do as well as you'd think they would. Mm hmm. And so, what's going on there? Well, and again, it's very different from well, men okay. and are
1: unbearable.
0: <laughs> yeah, because their personalities are so <laughs>
1: off-putting. Right. And right. they steal from you. <laughs> There's that. Wow, so uh, smaller steps and a little butt wiggling. And eh? don't do that. That's not easy to watch. Isn't that, uh, isn't that disturbing? <laughs> I don't like
0: it the smaller steps. Me? I'm, a, I'm a big strider. <laughs> you like a woman who takes a big, long stride. Well, I've got some place to go. Yeah, right.
2: we're, we, time is money. Let's, <laughs> let's go. We're burning daylight here. No, like, because me and myself, I'm a by default, kind of a fast walker. And all the time, I'll be walking around downtown with somebody, and I'll just be talking, kind of finishing a story, and then I'll realize I'm like four steps ahead of this <laughs> right. person that I'm
1: with. I'm so bad at noticing that.
2: you're attracted to
1: fast.
0: people
2: who can keep up.
1: <laughs> Maybe what you want is a dog.
0: I'm telling you, it's it's kind of a turn on, the, the, the wiggle in the hips a little bit and the
1: tiny steps. Listen, I've long been interested in the extent to which human beings are animals, Just animals. Yep. And the extent to which we are an an evolved creature. We're way more animals than we want to admit. How much of us is the hairy beast, and how much is the cerebrum? That is one of the great questions. And and people who think we're all one or all the other are, are just, they make me crazy. And I don't understand why you can't have those two things in your head at the same time. We're obviously a really interesting mix of the two.
0: Right. And then being and then in terms of being attracted to individuals, there's all kinds of reproductive stuff going on there. Oh, yeah. That oh. nobody understands with the brain thinking you and I would make healthy babies together. Right. So we're attracted to each other. Exactly.
1: And, and you're not conscious of it because there's no need for you to be conscious of it. In fact, that would get in the way. That would waste time for the two of you. Getting together and, and continuing your genetics.
0: Yeah. Whereas, you know, why am I not attracted to this person who is attractive? Well, my our brains are telling each other we would not have good babies together. Right. Right. Or you take two biggest steps. <laughs> study some.
1: Exactly. Or your you body is perfectly motionless when you walk. <laughs> How do you even do that? <laughs> We're so, not going out again. <laughs> but honest to
0: God, and th- this study is about women, but I don't want to be, you know, it's hashtag me too era here. I don't want this all <gasps> to be about women. But Listen to you. Um should should a person try to adjust their gait to
1: be more attractive? If you heard this, if you're a woman listening to this, should you start taking smaller steps? Well, this gets us back to the balance between the beast. Take and- tiny little just ridiculously small steps. It takes you an hour to get to the coffee machine back to the uh, <laughs> the beast versus the frontal lobe uh, i think if you were self-consciously doing that it would be too weird because uh, listen i studied some neurobiology in college and and they used a lot of examples from the animal kingdom and we had a, a segment of the class was about um you know continuing the genes mating you know how do you continue the species and that walk is all about Is there any delicate way to put this? No. If the kids are listening, turn down the radio. Uncle Joe's going to get scientific here. That walk is all about come mount me. Well, it is presenting little... yourself. Now that's toxic masculinity. For, for the purpose of procreation. At, uh, in a very, very subtle way. An unintentional and very subtle way. Is that why high heels make women attractive?
0: Does it make you wiggle your hips and take small steps because yes. of the shape of the
1: shoes? Yes. And elongates the leg, which is attractive. But uh, yeah. You have to take small steps and you have to wiggle your hips to walk in them. But it's hinting at. Uh, come climb on board. Yeah, maybe yeah. I don't say that. Well, bit I'm just trying to be an adult and understand that, well. More live team coverage on the
0: raccoon on the building coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.